0: We are the greatest dikes in the world Mackenzie Goodwin Rachel Scanlon Worldwide Dykes for Life Hey Two Dykes, two dykes two
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Dikes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And
0: I'm Ray. We're here. We're gayer than ever. Pride's almost over. So quick.
1: Get quick. it in while you can. Get it in while you can. <laughs> Hurry. This is going to be an amazing episode. I'm so excited because we're reviewing the ultimatum, oh. which is it has been an absolute shit show. It's
0: been an absolute shit show.
1: Yeah, we're getting into it. We're going to get into it, but also wanted to bring up... So I was recently... I went to... I took Erica home f- to see my family recently mm-hmm. again. And I wanted to ask you this because it happened to me. We <laughs> I'm were, scared. We were home. Okay. And my family loves Erica. Like they really, really do. And it's starting to feel like they love Erica more than me. Mm-hmm. And they will now gang up the yep. group. The whole of them will gang up on me and kind of start to make fun of me as a whole group. Yep. And so we were talking about eyebrows and Erica was like, you know mackenzie shaved half of her eyebrows off during quarantine <laughs> <laughs> the whole goodwin group turned on me mm-hmm. and they were all like practically pointing and laughing at my eyebrow yeah, situation yeah. or what
0: eyebrows Ex- kind well, of a, that's kind of yeah. what she
1: said she was like well they started here mm-hmm. and she's like i almost dumped her because of it they, Hysterical. All laughed. they loved that they laughed they laughed yep. i sat there going what the f- is going yeah. on in my house mm-hmm. does this happen to you so this
0: is a common phenomenon mm-hmm. and so i believe that when there is somebody new to the group uh-huh. and there is this uh, a kind of like rite of passage of accepting into the hole mm-hmm. where they're going to turn hard on you yeah as to bond them together Got right it. she's now becoming a goodwin because by what do way, they have in common? A common enemy which is making fun of you and your dumb eyebrows mm-hmm. right and then now there, you're in erica yeah yeah at the expense of me yeah. and my eyebrows 100 percent.
1: they well, really in did their go defense in your eyebrows had it coming <laughs> they did so there was a time where i accidentally did shave the edges off of both of them mm-hmm. and erica then every single night was applying latisse to my eyebrows that
0: is the and that's
1: the person you marry yeah she was like hey let me get in there yeah let me figure something out
0: a hundred percent
1: and she would touch them and go god they're spiky <laughs>
0: here's i was thinking about this the other day you want to feel them yeah of course oh they are sharp yeah
1: (laughs) yeah they shouldn't eyebrows shouldn't feel like that no they're so sharp i know it's uh, yeah huh it was an accidental little icebergs yeah (laughs) yeah
0: I'm like, if I may, mm-hmm. there's sometimes like when you're with somebody for so long, because we've been now with our partners getting to be longer and longer every day. Yeah. And you sometimes just have to do stuff that is so unsexy. Mm-hmm. When you're a partner is applying Latisse to your eyebrow. Yeah. That is I an eyelash treatment. I sometimes think to myself, like, this is the person that fucks me
1: mm-hmm. there's a lot of
0: times you know what i mean the longer you're with somebody you're like oh my god
1: you've seen you know what you've you know too much see that's actually how i feel a bit opposite where i'm like i know way too much i see way too much of erica that i'm like do you know what you're doing to mm-hmm. me
0: there's a lot to sift through
1: yeah if i may take a sidestep talking about lesbian eyebrows yeah because i do believe i want to i want the record to show that i was not trying to put an eyebrow slit in
0: okay that's kind of what i'm getting at here okay
1: i want the record okay. to state i was not attempting it okay i wasn't having a midlife covid crisis okay it was i was trying to trim the razor mm. slipped a couple times oh yeah we both flat iron I, what's the word our I, eyebrows i trim them with a z- z, you know what i'm talking about oh sure A zzz is the thing mm-hmm. and then i just accidentally did that and then i was like well i got better do it on the <laughs> other side or it's gonna look fucking weird <laughs>
0: here's what i'm wondering Mm
1: -hmm. because you know i've i got my haircut
0: yeah started wearing gucci and pinky rings yeah really have felt as if see my it's weird because i've always had too much confidence are you gonna try and get an eyebrow slit this is what i'm wondering may i no and tell me is it because i don't have eyebrows or because
1: you're too old for it it would be like going, are you serious yeah eyebrow slit is for a tiktok like 20 year I bet old kehlani
0: could do it and, and kehlani's what if our I'm, age
1: if i'm being honest mm-hmm. i think kehlani is also too old for an eyebrow slit
0: i can't believe you would say that publicly
1: she's hot enough for it but she is too old for an eyebrow slit. what is the age of an eyebrow slit i think the max age on an eyebrow slit is 25 and that's 25 mm-hmm. so you're telling me i'm way over yeah
0: Okay, well, what if I bring it back in a cool way? It's
1: not. It would be like me right now at my age being like, I'm going to get a nose ring. Okay, you could absolutely get a nose ring. No, you can have a nose ring at my age. You cannot get a nose ring at my age. I don't know, man. No. Also, I feel like it's
0: a vibe thing.
1: I also agree with that. And I don't think your vibe is eyebrow slit.
0: My vibe is very much eyebrow slit that went too far. And then kind of like leaning too far into it to be like i guess this is me
1: now you know who you're what you're reminding me of is there's a guy on the today show his name's craig (laughs) he is Mackenzie. he's an anchor and he at his age he just got one earring
0: love i think you need to accept more
1: no listen i accept i'm i'm worried that you're having a little bit of a crisis here
0: a crisis Mm -hmm. of eyebrow fashion yeah all right i'm gonna get it pierced then okay Fine. No slit. Just full piercing. Piercing's actually okay. No. (laughs) You're out of your mind. Are you going to get one? Uh, Eyebrow piercing? Yeah. No. What about a slit? Yeah. Okay. Two slits right in a row. Perfect. And when I get my haircut here, Uh I'm going to put a design. Okay. And it's just going to say Mackenzie's, Hot. (laughs) It's going to be hard to do your full name. There's a lot of letters in there.
1: Right. Ken. Well, they're gonna think that that's all right. It's for the Barbie movie. No, it's gonna <laughs> it's get huge. trademarked. Okay, we also wanted... we had a huge update. Yeah.
0: Oh, we were apart for for just two days, which is tough. It's a long time for us to be apart. It is. And we got a
1: message mm-hmm. flying into our DMs. Yes, this person was at WeHo Pride and was like, "Hey, are you coming tonight for the Idina performance?" And I was like, "Unfortunately, we're not. We were both busy this weekend. You were out of town. I was out of town." And they were like, "Okay, well." I'm going to show Idina your video. And I said, excuse me? (laughs) Because I didn't know that this person knew Idina personally. Right. So I was like, okay, do what you want to do. They said that they showed Idina our video of the jaw and singing, "Defying," uh, not defying gravity, but singing your, I dreamed a dream.
0: Yeah. During our live show. During our
1: live show. Show them that video. And Idina knew who we were. (sighs) Which was a huge development here at Two Dykes and a Mike Inc.
0: That is actually, we can shut all this shit down now. Tear it down,
1: guys. Um, Take
0: down the lights. <laughs> to have Idina Menzel, first of all, watching the video, and that, then go, yeah, I know Oh who yeah, they are. I know who they
1: are. exquasmoise I almost crashed my car. Yeah. I can't believe, I mean, she is not only iconic, she really was a part of my gay awakening when she was Maureen in Rent. When, same. When she did this with the balls on yes. the pool table. Yes. It's actually just that. Just the... Mm, the movement of the balls. Well,
0: it, and it was during a pretty climactic part of that song. Mm-hmm. That duet. Mm-hmm.
1: The,
0: the amount of times that I listened on an MP3 player oh, yeah. over and over again, Take Me or Leave Me While I Was Closeted at Church Camps, mm-hmm. would make your head spin. Yeah. I can't believe she knows. I mean, what an honor. Also,
1: she looked... So hot uh, yeah. at the WeHo Pride. I cannot believe she's looking, she's aging incredibly. Yeah. Like she's getting hotter and hotter and hotter every year. I'm almost like I can't physically handle it. I
0: feel like there was a weird where people were like telling women that they age bad, and yeah. it's just a lie. It's an it's actual just lie. A lie. Have you looked at women?
1: Yeah. Have it's, you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, when they get older and older, it's like, um excuse S-O me. S-O-Motherfucking
1: S. Yeah. It is a lie that we grew up with of like women around 30, 40 in Hollywood. You stop getting calls. Uh, you stop getting cast. You they're, get calls from me
0: constantly. Yeah.
1: I'm like, that is such a bullshit thing that women are not attractive when they're older. I'm like, we, as we know, this is a milf gilf podcast. The, yes, of course. If, s- if one,
0: we are, if one tenant of two dikery, it is milfs and gilfs. GILFs. Yeah. And those are two stilts that our whole business stands on.
1: Yeah, truly. God, women are beautiful. That's, you know what? That's the episode.
0: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks.
1: Um, we also wanted to chat a little bit about WeHo, not WeHo Pride, um, the Target Pride. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked about kind of the corporate performative allyship and what we thought about that and what it meant to us to have corporations be selling merch mm-hmm. and capitalizing on pride Yeah. and gay people. Yeah. And I was like, I'm all for it. Then the next day, Target was like, Never mind, we're pulling everything from our shelves because of a couple people that came in and kind of threatened the employees. And I saw one video of a guy like knocking over a sign and like stepping Yikes. on it.
0: Yeah. Well, this also is like in trend with like, so we live in the valley mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Yeah. And in North Hollywood, which is our backyard, mm-hmm. there's been protests at schools for mm-hmm. celebrating Pride. Yes. Which is just like, it's, ha- it's, yeah. There's a lot of things happening right now i know mm-hmm. we just had one of the one of the several anti trans anti drag anti lgbtq bills in tennessee mm-hmm. just a few days ago was struck down and deemed unconstitutional and yes. against the first amendment however that's one of many yeah. and i don't know because i'm not smart enough or a historian and i took lgbt studies 4000 years ago but there is a there's always this thing of like cuz if you've lived through gay marriage federally being legalized mm-hmm. which we did and the bush administration and obama after with there is like flows yeah with our legislation yeah. and our rights like there are waves of it it feels right now like such a harsh time like it's a scary time it is and i, I don't know why like when it's our it's our backyard and all these cities that we're traveling to yeah we're literally going to tennessee tomorrow right you know and i'm like it's it's such a What's so frustrating is, like, we were saying how, like, the Target pride section, like, hired actual queer people Mm -hmm. to make some of these designs. Right. And, like, I'm a Minnesota person, so Target is, like, a through line Mm -hmm. of, like, our you know, shopping experiences in the Midwest, in Minnesota particularly, but like to be an ally
1: is not to capitalize on a rainbow. Well, not only that, but I was watching, there was somebody who was speaking on it being like, to be an ally means to stand with us during the hard times and not fall back and like cower away when you're met with a little bit of pushback because we can't do that. Right. So if you're gonna be an ally, you have to stand with us through the, the whole time. Through the good times and the bad. Yeah. Not just when you get to make money, but like when these people are coming after us constantly, we always have to stand up and I we know. always have to be us.
0: This is why like there are such like I don't think that people understand when there is critiques and frustration with mm-hmm. the overwhelming amount of new allies. Yeah. And not that like We love an ally. We need allies. I've had allies, like, help me throughout my life, and, like, Mm -hmm. we love. Yeah. But, like, when it feels as if it's fashionable, so give me my fanny pack with a rainbow on it that says, yes, slay queen. Yeah. And then, like, there's, like, a weird being able to go in and out of a community at your ease with your own privilege no, being it's horrible. You know well, it's, it's yeah. not even horrible. It's just that it is like, it is though. It's, it's a, it's a, it's it's a luxury. It's yeah. a luxury
1: to be able to do. I agree. But I'm also like, I, I'm more fired up about the whole target thing because I did support their pride section. Mm. I did go in there and buy stuff and I, it makes me livid that they can just pull it from shelves and ship it away as if we are something to be ashamed of yeah. or we're something to hide. Yeah. Like that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm more like up in arms about this whole target pride section specifically because to me it is such performative allyship and it feels like we are these little things that now they're trying to hide mm-hmm. to protect their straight. People. Which is
0: probably traumatizing if you've ever been closeted in your life.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> like, I
0: mean, we should we should always be wary of corporations. They're never gonna have interest in mind. Yeah. But it is one of those things too where it goes interpersonally as well. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I know people in my own life yeah. who when I came out were humiliated mm-hmm. and would want me to not, you know what I mean? Very openly were like, Well, you can do what you want, but like, you know, you can't get married yeah. and like we couldn't go to your wedding, and mm-hmm. why would we support that? And like maybe don't be too proud yeah. that now Right, ten years later, whatever mm-hmm. we'll go to pride events, post at drag shows, where you know what I'm saying? It is like, I actually would just prefer if mm-hmm. you are a bigot, yeah, or if you are somebody who doesn't believe in queer rights or if you are just like a hyper religious like homophobe mm-hmm. I would prefer you whether you're an entity a business or an individual to just like stay how you believe yeah you know what I mean I think it's what's very scary is like people who have like these deep ideologies that are like transphobic and homophobic yeah that will then in fashion or like not fashion trends but I mean like if it's like the cool hip thing to do, to be like, wouldn't it be crazy if like my bachelorette party was at a drag show? Yeah. Like that to me is like, you don't, you don't get to use our spaces when it's like cute to post. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just too much at stake. We have been, we're being literally attacked. Yes. So for it to be, you know, your whole life, you've thought that it was gross and weird. And now you're like, god i just like love that new like lady gaga song or whatever it's yeah. just like it's it there's a deeper issue of like do you stand with us mm-hmm. or are you a clout chasing like right i don't even know what it, it's very weird sorry i'm like i've been traumatized by straight people yeah <laughs> so it's very it's just a weird time where i'm like give us give us something or don't like be yeah. a bigot or don't i hate the like Here's like here's the a pride section and then like never yeah. mind is yeah. like it's
1: just too much. Well, it was the same with the Dodgers. They yes. came out and they were like, "We're having a pride night. We're inviting all these drag um nuns." Member? Yes. And then they were like, "Never mind." Then they re-invited them, and I'm like, "Stand for something that's or what stand I'm for nothing." Literally, yes. Yes. just like
0: be an be
1: be an ally or don't be an ally. Yeah. Yes, and don't
0: change it based. Yeah. On. Like, just let us know who you are because we I want to know where to f- put my yes hopes, dreams, and money.
1: I agree. <laughs> I agree. I do feel like swindled from Target. It feels gross and a lot of these corporations. But that's why we do stand, we're very excited for Angel City, which is a sports team here in LA that very loudly stands by queer people. And they have a pride game that we're going to be attending soon and covering, which will be very exciting. Yeah. But at least there are some that are like openly... They do stand with us, yeah, which is great. Yeah, something. I know. It's crazy. Okay. We do have a Bumble Fumble.
0: Also, if you have a Bumble Fumble or gay dirty laundry or anything you want to send to us, you can email it right on over and we'll sift through it and read it.
1: At two dykes and a mic at gmail.com. Or we also have our dike Hotline, which is in the description of this podcast. I'm
0: going to read this one for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're
1: exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and...
0: Okay, this is so embarrassing on my end and Mackenzie will judge me so hard. LOL.
1: Okay. You ready to
0: judge? I'm excited. I mean, yeah, I probably will judge the shit out of you. That's kind of Mackenzie's whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a flight attendant and I will, and I went on a little bumble hookup date with another girl, not knowing that she was a girl that I had multiple conversations with because not only have we worked together before, but she's also in my crash pad.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: And a crash pad is like a space where like crews of flights will share mm-hmm. as like a hot bait, like a little landing pad, like a crash pad. Yeah. I know flight attendants. Okay. But I'm literally like dumber than a bag of rocks. So we met up at this bar and naturally, because I'm just, I guess, a crazy person, I got to this date absolutely hammered.
1: Oh, Mm. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad look.
0: I guess she either didn't realize how drunk I was or what, but we stayed at this date and kept drinking. And keep in mind, I can drink like a racehorse after the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I'm just a full-on guzzler. Excuse me? That I'm, listen, I'm just reading the words that I got.
1: Full-on guzzler is unholy. I'm a
0: full-on guzzler. Okay. Anyways, we get to dancing, etc., And then I guess I take her to the bathroom at the bar and we fuck in the ba- on the bathroom floor okay wait can i go ahead because you know how many times i've fucked in bathrooms yeah but you don't do it on the floor that's and that is exactly what i am saying but you don't, don't do, do it, it on the floor. floor excuse me imagine me taking off my vest, <laughs> yeah putting it down no mm-hmm. oh they're no, not doing that they're not doing okay that. imagine your hair is on tile floor i your you-
1: hair i mean this is unacceptable and and this person is already like hey i'm really fucking drunk i'm we're still drinking yeah and then you're just also is it a stall or is it like a one of those ones where it's just a single it sounds like a single doesn't it it does If it's not (laughs) saying is like (laughs) is it just the handicap one in the back Uh, okay do you know the big stall of course yeah yeah, but that's
0: still too much if it's a public one with multiple stalls And you walk in, and on the floor Mm -hmm. are two queer Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. hammered, Mm banging.
1: Banging. What do you do? What do I do? I close the bathroom. Okay. And then I go tell security. And you say, hey. Hey, guys.
0: You're going to want to get a piece of this. I think I would gently, Mm -hmm. with my high heels, step over them. Okay. Wash my hands. Yeah. And then leave and never pee again,
1: because I have the shyest. Yeah bladder I, in the t- in town. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do anything. I mean, I'm only... I would only tell security because obviously, like, if you are <laughs> fucking on a bathroom floor, a, ba- a public, public bathroom, bathroom bar bathroom... Multi public bathroom multi-stole. Yeah. You're not there. Okay. You need to get a cab home. Well,
0: I think that you should be fucking standing up if you're in a bathroom. I think I the think only that's thing no-brainer. on the ground are the bottom of your shoes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. We're moving right along because there's a little bit more here. Okay. So they're fucking on the on the bathroom floor i guess she was on her period because i was wearing a white shirt and i don't know how i got home but i woke up the next day with the shirt covered in coochie blood
1: who Mm? the fuck wrote this in Mm. she knew you were gonna judge her oh i'm more than judging this there's more (laughs) so
0: anyways i have to go to work get on a plane and pause i'm sorry i'm wondering if the blood came from
1: the floor of the bathroom oh (laughs) because you know (laughs) what i mean we don't know where that blood came from that you don't know where that blood came from because you're so drunk (laughs) the
0: whole thing's bad we get i have to go back to work we get on a plane and she's my flight lead and my dumb ass is just mad chilling because i don't remember her like i legitimately forgot and i'm wondering why she's being too nice to me And when we were on our way to the hotel, she starts whispering in my ear about last night. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, our date. And I was like, oh, my God, that was you. Wait, pause, (laughs) pause,
1: pause, pause. (laughs) If you know that you fucked somebody last night. Yeah. And then the next day, somebody's whispering into your ear about last night.
0: You got to put it together. Do it
1: it together. Jesus. Oh. Oh my
0: god. And bro, the look she gave me, which I get, L-M-A-L, but anyways, needless to say, our shit got super awkward for the rest of the trip. Laughing face emoji.
1: That's it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a dick move. To not remember, to be drunk enough that you don't remember who you had sex with the night before, even when they're right in front of you telling you, (laughs) we had sex last night. That's bad. Yeah. Mm. I am judging you. (laughs) And listen
0: yeah your mother is judging you your daddy your daddy is also
1: judging you <laughs> that's bad that's Listen, bad it's too
0: much i'm also an alcoholic and i have fucked in a lot of bathrooms mm. and i have been blacked out for most of my twunts it is tough yeah i think there is like i think this person was too influenced on the show flight attendant
1: i've never seen the show I, she's an alcoholic who mm-hmm. is a flight attendant and who just like, like fucks, fucks a bunch of people. I don't I mean no, she does have like a drinking issue. I've here's my thing. I've never had sex with somebody. Period. Period. <laughs> but if I did, <laughs> I would remember who they are. I've never done it where I don't remember the person I was with. Because and I you, do. But you spent Have you ever spent an entire night with somebody, then slept with them, and if you saw them the next morning, you literally wouldn't remember who they are? Yes. That's bad. Well,
0: listen, I think sometimes there's a, pr- a certain time in your life where you're kind of like, you know,
1: no inhibition
0: to the wind. You're like, we're well, living for the night. I know. You're but like that's so dangerous.
1: That's so dangerous because you can't if you're drunk enough that you don't remember the person, you're not you're not with it enough to consent to sex. I
0: couldn't agree with you more.
1: Yeah. So yeah. this is like, very eh,
0: dangerous, uncharted territory. Yeah. It's very yeah, yeah, yeah. dangerous. I mean, I don't know how many times we've get bomo fumbles where people are fucked up on dates, Yeah. but
1: yeah, gotta drink less. You got to drink less. And I, my biggest thing is like when I started hitting my late twenties, mm-hmm. I made a rule for myself that I would not have more than two drinks when I was out. And if I did, it was, I would have to have two glasses of water between every drink. Yeah. You have to like, yourself you do not want to look like a fool on a well, date here's what's
0: so crazy because huh. i do think like without getting into the safety and yeah. the consent issues and the like we have a we have too much alcohol use here
1: what yeah this is
0: a, a co-worker this is a co-worker i think mm-hmm. even at the beginning of the email yeah she was like oh i, sh- I guess i should have recognized her we share a crash pad we've worked together but i didn't and we matched anyways so even in the sober mind this person was like uh, I should have recognized my coworker on Bumble.
1: I'm also like, how do you not recognize your coworker? I
0: think this person's living too fast and too quick, right? We are you yeah. are slow we got to slow
1: it down. Slow it down. Message the person a couple times and ask, "Do I know you?" <laughs> <laughs> this I'm I'm a little worried about this person. Yeah, we all are. The the fast-paced life that they live and that could be being a flight attendant that's Every obviously flight a flight
0: attendant i look at now i'm gonna be like what's going on with you do i know you
1: yeah yeah that was a wild bumble that was fumble. a wild ride I thanks mean, for sharing that is a bumble fumble without a doubt yes they matched and it was a fumble
0: and it was a literal co-worker
1: but also like have you ever hey, fucked a coworker? if i yeah i have and It is awkward, but I always remembered who the hell they were.
0: Right. It is hard, though, when you're I think the in-between of like you're hooking up Mm -hmm. and you're still working together versus like if you're dating and you're like everyone knows about it. It's pretty easy to like work that dynamic. But when you're like newly fucking somebody and then you're like gotta go make that cappuccino
1: exactly yeah i think I, I would say this i think you can date co-workers i don't think you should be just fucking, fucking co-workers mm-hmm. i think there's the difference there so if you have a co-worker that you're like i really find them attractive mm-hmm. i would only do it if you're like i could see us dating
0: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. you don't agree no no no. i do i'm just really running through the the rolodex of co-worker mistakes i've made in my life yeah but when you work at restaurants when you're like a server no, that's when i yeah it is a, a landmine it the is, amount of people that all just like slept with each other yeah. at every restaurant i've ever Same. worked at Same. it is it's mayhem it's bonkers imagine that but in the sky yeah. I'm really thinking now about the dynamics of like, I mean, it's sexy. pilot hookups and like flight attendants like banging each other and like mm-hmm. just pouring coffee and then being like, I'll meet you in the staff bathroom. Is there a staff no.
1: bathroom on no, a plane? There is not. Are
0: you kidding me? They're using the same ones they as us. They sure
1: are. Ew. Yeah. Give them their own bathroom. Here's the thing. Delta. There's, there is not a lot of room on a plane. If you're a, a flight attendant, I'm like I'm picturing a teacher's lounge no, on the plane. There is not. They have those little jump seats where they can kind of sit next to each other but and like, look at you. Yeah. The ones where they sit and they kind of like peek at you, you yeah, know, you and know they're on one. their phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. There's
1: not a lot of places where, are the, where are the pilots go pee pee. Same bathrooms.
0: No. Yeah. So
1: this is what happens. They come out, they exit the cockpit and then um, a flight attendant has to wait outside the bathroom for them to be done and then they can go back in. How
0: do you know all this?
1: Because I've had to wait for the bathroom while a pilot was peeing. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched the whole thing. I can't believe they're using our bathrooms. I love that you say our bathrooms. (laughs) There are bathrooms. Um, Okay. How many coworkers have you slept with? I remember
0: I was having a memory where I was sleeping with two at the same time at the same restaurant. That's messy. So you're on the same messy level as this person. If you can remember, I'm not going to name anyone, but you know who I'm with now. The one before her, Mm -hmm. not her, the other two all worked with me. Uh, And then oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i burned that place sexually <laughs> to, the to the ground the I, bathroom there yeah ruined that's disgusting yes that's, all of them and then like all of us like some of the bartenders oh there's so much overlap but
1: when you're when you're in your 20s i think that's it it's you're in your 20s there's alcohol involved you want to fuck everybody you know
0: yeah well that's and just, i was like that's where we spent all of our time yeah like when you're when you work weird jobs with weird hours and you're in your 20s and yeah. you're boundaryless i'm talking about myself mm-hmm. you get into messy work fucky situations
1: don't say work fucky work fucky no. you know
0: when you're like it depends on who who's doing the closing shift and yeah. then you're like
1: we'll see who wants to come home with me tonight who's gonna go to the bar with me after yeah yeah yes the same thing happened to me i've been there been the there pipeline
0: done that. for me that was like the closing shift yeah it's always the to the bar shift. after i know to my to karaoke yep. to my apartment mm-hmm. it was like looking celine dion drink ticket
1: let's go yeah
0: you know what i mean you were I, there
1: i do i was there for you most were of literally this. there i know because we were talking the other day and you said the first night we met did you crunch the numbers i can't believe
0: you're telling them this she literally you guys <laughs> i can't believe that you're gonna use this opportunity we're talking about planes
1: no we're actually talking about co-workers which we are which we are because we have an llc you guys she pulled me aside the other day (laughs) dead ass she looks me in the eye and she was like so when we first met did you crunch the numbers
0: first of all you had no idea what the fuck i was talking about and sure we've been platonic friends and business owners with separate girlfriends for six years mm-hmm. however how did you not know what i was asking you made me break it down for you I was so like, what are you
1: talking about <laughs> but i think it's because our brains are very different i'm very like goal oriented and you're very
0: oh, oriented my, i'm not that <laughs> anymore well
1: <laughs> kind of oh i you know what you still there that's a fair read yeah. <laughs> it is a fair read that's a fair read on both of us yeah so you were like so what's up did you crunch the numbers when we first met and i said actually i didn't that was never I something because we've talked about
0: in the past that like Mackenzie wanted to be business partners and i was like this girl's hitting on me mm-hmm. and like that's funny to think and then you're very businessy but i was like i never asked you did i if actually there was a moment before you decided that we should work together mm-hmm. where you saw me doing stand-up or you saw me walking in that you were like you scan body scanned me and was like maybe
1: mm-hmm. no unbelievable i know i'm sorry but you also said that your biggest fear with it still is my biggest fear to this day your biggest fear is me falling in love with you yeah because it would be so
0: bad for business and i keep (laughs) getting better what like i can understand better better looking i've always been better i've always been very good looking it is i keep getting like my personal growth Mm -hmm would That's make a- it so that my attraction is like actually dip. if you were attracted to me in my 20s mm-hmm. you would not be attracted to me anymore yeah like in my 30s now you're a different it's, person it's such a different like day-to-day yeah that like if you were attracted to the like comedian who's like r- running around like drinking and like being yeah. out that bitch
1: gone. died yeah she's is gone but i have to say i think change in a person is a big aphrodisiac
0: and this is my biggest fear (laughs) that we sit here and we've been platonic partners for years and years and years and then one day you look over at me the light hits my baby blue eyes and you're just like oh my god it's It's always been you (laughs) see and then we'd have to figure out
1: logistics of that we'd both have to dump uh, our fiancés uh, our girlfriends we could figure something out but
0: yeah and that's my biggest fear and i'm like worried that it's going to happen because i keep getting better i keep getting better Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. in the chest Mm -hmm. but here's
1: my thing i keep getting worse (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank god okay let's review the ultimatum it's about damn time it's
0: about fucking time okay so this (laughs) i want to say my let's start here the biggest mistake of the show is the host yes (laughs) yeah
1: wait yeah literally yeah i don't cannot
0: have And also I love that the cast clocked it right away because I do feel like there is something in the queer community where you are looking for, where is the family? Where are the safe people? Yeah, You can typically sense other queer people when they're around you. And then when this host comes in, it was pretty quickly like, Hey, are you queer? No, I almost, it
1: looked like they were all like, are we on the right show? Yeah. Because why the fuck (laughs) would you do Ah, a show ah, called ah. the ultimatum queer love and then have a straight, Host uh, who also who, sucks. Sorry, no, but at least if it's gonna be a straight host, let it be somebody who played gay, then
0: right, or somebody that's in our let community. it be Laura Prepon, Sony that we've y-
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like let it be somebody if it's gonna be straight, yeah, somebody who like reads is like wow,
0: what a pillar of allyship. Exactly. somebody who has been so closely tied to the queer community, Idina Menzel, right why the fuck fuck? not to mention it wasn't like okay it has to be nick and vanessa right right? if it was like okay this was there and it's a spinoff i'd be like fine the fact that they recasted a host anyways and made it
1: also why she's from reba i get that but why would she have any insight that would help these people no she doesn't have any queer insight she has no like she hasn't hosted, I don't think, any other love shows. No,
0: like, it's a it's a huge, huge misstep. It is. It is a gigantic misstep. I literally was like, "Were
1: no queer people available?" No, I feel like it, even if Priscilla
0: was there, like yes. she's in the Netflix world. That's like, what I'm saying. What are
1: we fucking doing? It is so bizarre. Right when I saw her, I was like,
0: "Huh." The fact that I'm not hosting Queer Ultimatum is yeah. actually like one of the biggest mistakes of all time. Yeah, it doesn't. What? I love reality TV.
1: I know. And you might be too funny for it. If I'm being honest listen,
0: they can dumb me down. Yeah.
1: That'd be hard. <laughs> so a yeah, huge mistake there. That was the first thing that I clocked was like, Oh, that was wrong.
0: Yeah. Let's go down each coupling okay. from the top.
1: Well, we have Sam and Ozzy.
0: Let's start there. Let's fucking. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, ugh, I'm like, my vision's going blurry mm-hmm. because I'm having visceral responses to Ozzy. Yeah. Because Ozzy is having tantrums. And I'm trying to come at this with somebody mm-hmm. who understands there are really delicate issues when you've never been called out before. Yeah. That you genuinely feel like you're being attacked mm-hmm. and you're going back to your childhood i do believe that aussie believes that these feelings are happening however sam Mm -hmm. this is not sam's issue this is not sam's issue sam's an angel i was just gonna say parenting therapy therapying, Mm -hmm. and coddling a 42 year old grown person
1: i think aussie is the oldest person on the show
0: i think aussie is the oldest person in the world
1: um so of all time yeah no No one's made it older than aussie Sam is almost like an emotional support dog for (gasps) Aussie. And I'm their dynamic at first. At first we all said, all right, Vanessa is the the villain. Yes.
0: (laughs) Right. An obvious villain emerged. A very obvious villain. A villain villain rose up with a middle part and a strong jaw and one mole. And we were like, you are a problem.
1: Turns out. And then Aussie came in, kicked her ass out and said, here I am. Aussie to me came came out in around episode three four five six and showed themselves as a gigantic villain like I, I would like, say the biggest villain it's on really, the show I
0: think it's emotionally abusive too it is it is, it is right yes yes because I've never been with anyone like that there are so many things on the show where I see it and I'm like if I would have seen one ounce mm-hmm. of this yeah the the how quickly I w-
1: you would never see me again. You would never, you would see, never see, me see my again, face again. Ever. I'm like, I I don't know who Ozzy has dated before Sam. I don't know if there is a, a there is a perfect match for Ozzy. I really don't. Well, because Ozzy doesn't give respect. <gasps> Ozzy, Ozzy is like me, 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 me all the time. And if you come at me with any issue, I'm actually, you're, I'm out. You're traumatizing out. me. You're traumatizing me. Also, I me. think
0: like that big show of like the the actual like tantrum that Ozzy threw was I think Ozzy's defense mechanism for notes and was like, look what you did to me. Yeah. And if you do that again, you're hurting me Mm -hmm. just like my childhood. And that's on you to like teach Sam how to never fucking do that again and that is not good no you cannot do that (laughs) at all you can work on you can have childhood trauma you have things that you need to work on you need to work on that on your own and sam needs to have a partner who is an
1: equal and that is not happening there it is the least to me the least sexy thing you can do ever is to act like this in front of your partner
0: well it's just there's too much there's a lot of work that needs to be done a if lot lot I was gonna, s- to
1: if I was gonna say one word to describe Aussie, yeah it's therapy. Yeah. Like you got to go to therapy. Therapy is something that dramatically will change Aussie's life. Yes. A hundred percent. Because somebody has to sit Aussie down and be like, Hey, what you're doing is unacceptable. Also,
0: let me say, I am rooting for Aussie's mental health. I am too. I am really rooting because these are all things that are like coming out of like, you have no idea how to handle these things. And we can, uh, we can work on that. Yeah. Without Sam. Yeah. Like you can work on this now in your life. And this can be like a catalyst for health. Right, and because Ozzy's not a
1: bad person. No,
0: I actually, like, love Ozzy. Like, I do, too. I'm, I'm very much for it, but the way that Ozzy turns yes. and is like, okay, mate. Like, I was literally watching it with Nazara. The mate thing twice. The mate twice. Thing, I, I, th- I threw all my clothes off. I don't yeah. know why that's been my response lately to it's, trauma. to just, like, get stuff I, off. I threw all my clothes off and just screamed at the TV for a while. Yeah. Screamed right
1: at Ozzy. Yeah. The the things that Ozzy is dealing with with Sam to me are things that I dealt with in my relationships in college. Really? Of like not understanding how to deal with my own trauma. Mm. And so running away from it and not letting my partner, not respecting my partner which is what's kind of happening. That's kind of what I'm seeing. Oh yeah.
0: Well, I've also been with people who had in in my college days, I had a a, v- a particular long-term girlfriend where any time there was any type of like negative emotions, mm-hmm. if I needed to like talk to her about something, yeah. there was something that was hurting me, she would like leave for 4 days. Oh. She would leave for 4 days? Oh my and god. I would have no idea where she was.
1: Truly oh, that's truly truly terrifying. True
0: and i and she would come back eventually and i'd be like where were you and she was like i'm with my cousin and i'm like you don't have any cousins in this state so like weird shit however imagine that and then being like hey how can we fix this yeah. and then being like <laughs> fix this you idiot yeah <gasps> yeah it's too much it's wild it's really really wild and i'm like i'm worried that there seems to be a dynamic with everyone mm-hmm. where there's one ex- except for with Mildred and Tiff where one well, kind of one person is taking up so much space in the relationship it and is. it's like t- is very toxic yes, and has a lot of trauma and also like knows the right words to yeah. say. And then they have a partner who is either super loyal mm-hmm. or really like coddling and nurturing. And there is like almost always just a balance of like effort and resources in the entire relationship. And we have one person saying, can we balance this? And the other person going, how fucking
1: dare, dare, dare you? you. Yeah. And
0: it is like weird how many of them are doing so that.
1: So I think it's interesting because the last ultimatum, the one that was straight, yeah. there wasn't this much trauma. Yes. There was definitely power dynamics that were shifting, mm-hmm. but there wasn't that kind of
0: turning it into toxicity yeah. and
1: like people that actually violently needed therapy. <laughs>
0: like In truly. a way that is like, I mean, I think that the the weird thing about ultimatum queer mm-hmm. if i can like zoom out for a quick second yeah is that the sh- the ultimatum as an as a thing feels really really straight right because there is that i like when i hear some of these queer contestants Mm -hmm. saying how much they need marriage and stability and like all of that feels
1: so much. It's very heteronormative. It's very heteronormative because 15 years ago we didn't have gay marriage. We didn't have gay marriage. And also the way
0: that we like build families, the way that our relationships work, the way that like our queer timeline, which we talk a lot about on the show, all of those things feel so separate from like, Mm -hmm. you need to put a ring on it. Right. Bitch. It so like the whole ultimatum queer addition already feels to me like you're trying to place queerness into a straight yes. formula which yes. is not really represent i don't know any friends that do and i know plenty of queer people that want to be married or don't want to be married want families or don't they're not doing but this it ultimatum feels thing really like yeah. the ultimatum as an entity feels like straight girl culture yeah. that like is kind of tr- i'm like is this whatever but they're doing the show yeah and i'm just seeing so much more like on this season, mm-hmm. we're s- not seeing them together in the apartment. All we're seeing is like dinner conversation with parents, like a montage. Each couple with a parent and i'm like why are we a not a parent s-
1: or a friend yes but yeah we're or not really seeing a lot of in-house stuff which yeah. i'm wondering if they're even doing if because i noticed that like they're still going on there with their lives pretty normally yeah they're, like,
0: they have their phones they have their
1: phones they're doing work like some of them are like actually working from home yeah. or they're going out to see friends yeah, like it
0: feels like they're filming like tw- two hours a day if that yeah it, i don't think they're filming
1: that often they're not like isolated no it's at really all. weird
0: this this season is so different there's a lot more communication mm-hmm. but it feels it feels simultaneously like it's so heavy and toxic but also like we're not seeing anything yes like nothing's
1: happening yeah. when like xander was falling for yoli i was like where, where? <laughs> yes we never really saw it never so let's move on to them because we have yoli and mal mm-hmm. which i know that we both have similar feelings on mal
0: well mal is i think our crown jewel I of the we- show right mal yeah
1: i would say mal and to me sam are the two crown jewels crown jewels of the show Mm -hmm. i'm like you guys there's nothing that i can say bad about either of them well who would if can i ask you something yeah please if you were to marry one of them mal without hesitation it would be mal wow first off stunning (laughs) second really hot yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but like mal's personality is probably to me the most like Mm down-to-earth supportive strong personality that i've seen on the show
0: yeah mal is very special yeah and unbelievably like the way that they dress and move and Mm -hmm. communicate yeah all's fantastic. I know.
1: I'm into Mal. So Mal and Yoli came in together. Mm -hmm. Yoli's the one that gave Mal the ultimatum. Mm -hmm. And Mal was like, I'm not financially ready yet. Mm -hmm. I want to have my ducks in order before, excuse me, I get married to you. Mm -hmm. But Yoli, I guess, falls hard and quick. And Mal was like, that's one of my big things is I don't want, I feel like I'm like all your past partners because there isn't a lot of difference between us. So Mal
0: was like, I'm worried that you will fall for anyone who wants the same things as you, and it, it doesn't matter if it's me or, or anyone else,
1: yeah. Which is a great note, a great very introspective great note. note. Because if my partner was always falling for people that were just like me and then didn't really have any, like, there wasn't a difference between us, mm-hmm. right? I would feel the same way. I'd be like, then what makes me special, right? Why do you want to be with me for the rest of your life,
0: right? Do you want to marry me or do you want to marry anyone,
1: exactly? So I think that that was a great very smart thing to bring up from Mm -hmm. mal and then immediately that's what we see happen is
0: yoli get paired up how does that even work whatever yoli
1: chose xander Xander. yeah and
0: xander is kind of like a wounded soft butch from Mm -hmm. this like weird dynamic with vanessa and also vanessa has like we A classic narcissist, Mm -hmm. and has this idea that Xander is like basically asexual,
1: asexual, and would never be with somebody ever besides her. Right,
0: classic narcissism. Xander and Yoli kick it off and have a very strong connection immediately, and it is a pretty sensual one as well. Yeah, there
1: is like a they've got love goggles on.
0: Yes, they are also imagine having like good queer sex for three weeks and then going back to your original partner
1: well you're in the honeymoon phase baby and that's where i'm getting really fucking mad at yoli because i'm like you're in the honeymoon phase with xander that's all this is Mm -hmm. is you i think that yoli wants financial stability yoli wants to have ivf in the future and is like all right like the fact that in three weeks xander showed yoli their bank account is insane to me.
0: I know this came up right. Cause if you were to ask me throughout the entire season who mm-hmm. I would pick to marry, I would have said Yoli yeah because i am like wildly attracted to yoli of course and is very
1: smart yoli is smart
0: charismatic. and charismatic like, playful and sensual yes like yoli's a like kind of a straight shooter yes. knows exactly what she wants mm-hmm. and is like kind of a caring but also just like uplifting individual yeah where i was just like no i was falling attracted. in love with yoli totally and, then, and yoli and mal yeah. i was like yep and like I, all of it is working for me and i was like seeing it through the eyes of like yoli had a partner who didn't want what she wanted yeah so then i'm like yeah go be with some- mal's gonna be fine totally mal will be
1: mal will have no problem yeah yeah we're not yeah.
0: worried about mal no. Do- no. we're fine and yeah. i'm like i want mal to get what mal wants but mm-hmm. i want what's best for mal and yeah. i don't know if yoli is that anymore i don't think and so. i think that yoli like i think mal was right from the beginning like you can love whoever wants what you want exactly and xander can do that and I need Vanessa to be far away from every person. Yeah. So if there is a world where like Yoli can get all her needs met, I think the second it turned into a money thing that my heart kind of broke for Mal.
1: Yeah. I Because I didn't
0: realize that that's what was going on until that last like meeting with Mal and Yoli and Mal's friend where it <laughs> kind of was revealed. There yeah. was a financial aspect that was devastating to see through Mel's yeah. point of view. It's bullshit.
1: I know, when but I'm I still saw in that love with scene. Yoli. See, I like Yoli, but I think that if you can leave your partner within three weeks of meeting somebody yeah. else and be so torn.
0: Yeah, to be like, I'm in love. But if anyone can do it, it's queer people, right? If anyone can go... to three weeks of isolation of having queer sex it's the honeymoon phase
1: it's the honeymoon phase i'm like take off your love goggles you have somebody who's been with you through the worst times i know xander never said i choose you remember mal's like i "I choose you through everything like if somebody's been there through the worst with you and you met this person and they've only seen you at your best like you're not going through anything you're not you don't have any like Crises happening right now yeah. you're living on somebody else's dollar you're Oof. not going to work you're doing all these things you want to like whatever be cute and sexy with them for three weeks anybody can fall in love with anybody in three weeks agreed
0: but so i think, I think that, it's bullshit i agree but i think that the we're dealing with like i think there's some people mm-hmm. that for whatever reason i'm not going to say it's like emotional intellect or whatever yeah i don't think that Yoli could really understand the depth of commitment and love that Mal is offering. Right. Because That's, I agree. Yoli and there, I think there are just people mm-hmm. who like, if you want what I want, we'll rock for 50 years. Like if you are saying you're down and I'm saying I'm down, mm-hmm. we'll do it. And then there are some people that are like, like, it doesn't, it like, there's more,
1: yeah, there's more to like loving a person than just saying yes. I know, but I, I, to me, I'm like, you gotta look at Xander, and is Xander gonna be there with you? through everything i think that's what i'm saying is like there are some i think xander would
0: i think I xander think so. would i think yoli would but i don't think that it would ever be on the same level that what mal could offer i agree like I agree. mal can offer knowing who exactly you are yeah knowing everything that you like yeah. understanding like the things that make you tick mm-hmm. the things that make you
1: whatever yeah
0: but like i don't think that yoli gives a shit
1: i don't either i think yoli Went into this being like, I'm giving you an ultimatum because I want marriage. I don't necessarily want you. Yes. I that's exactly that, what happened i think that they are not if you can fall in love with somebody and leave your partner in three weeks you are never meant for that partner yeah
0: when vanessa's dad was like mm-hmm. this is what happened it's your ego you want to win i was like bing yep. bing 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 motherfucking yep. read bing.
1: read her to a a t that's exactly
0: what it was it's i also don't want to dwell too much on vanessa because i have too much trauma with straight girls mm-hmm. to even get into how like toxic she is yeah for the queer community yeah. in general mm-hmm. but i think like lexi and ray if yeah. we can switch to them mm-hmm. Like, I think that Ray is now afraid of Lexi and that's sad. I think Ray never liked Lexi. I think Ray needs to have time to be single to like figure out who Ray is. Ray is too young to be on this show.
1: Yeah. Ray should Ray be protected. <laughs> Lexi are too young to be on the show. I think Lexi's a fire, like a firecracker. Mm-hmm. I like Lexi, but I think Ray is too closed off and too sensitive to be on a Netflix a dating show. show. Yes. yes. We got
0: to protect Ray. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. No disrespect. Yeah. Somebody go, if you're next to Ray, give her a hug, help her out. Yeah.
1: Because I think, and we talked about this a little when it happened, there was a time where when Ray hooked up with Vanessa, Lexi and Vanessa had a confrontation. Yeah. And Lexi kept being like, you penetrated the person I love. You fingered her, all this stuff. And there was a very long conversation about this. And I think that Netflix did Ray dirty by airing that. Yeah, Because that was like a five to 10 minute long clip. Of you talking about somebody, like when she woke up after having sex with Vanessa, she was crying. She was
0: devastated. Vanessa
1: was like, How are you? She said, Unwell.
0: Yeah. It was bad.
1: So I'm like, Why would you air somebody who immediately regretted having sex with somebody on a very big show? Yeah. And then have them discuss ad nauseum and then in front of Lexi's parents. The only reason that it
0: was discussed ad nauseum is because. Vanessa was trying to worm her way backwards, yeah. so they were calling her out, and Vanessa was saying, "What? I'm not attracted to her. I just fingered her." Yeah, which is, by the way,
1: it's horrible. This yeah. is
0: straight people like not is dismissive of queer sex. Yeah, it is how like mm, doesn't even count. It's this whole like toxic way mm-hmm. of like looking down on women and queer people and i think the reason that it was brought up so graphically which it was right it was graphic is because i think they were trying to hold her accountable for sleeping with somebody out of spite
1: but it felt victim shamey or like it felt shamey for ray especially when lexi did it in front of lexi's parents it was all too much i was like stop telling your parents how your girl ex-girlfriend fucked somebody else the
0: whole thing was too much i I think they were trying to like hold Vanessa accountable in a way that like queer people are being like, what are you talking about? Yeah, And it turned it the whole thing is a mess. I mean, like Ray shouldn't be on the show. No. Vanessa is like a predator yeah. who is like out there being spiteful, leading with ego. Mm-hmm. Not nothing that she is saying is like anywhere near the, like we're not talking to a normal, like a rational person who has feelings. We're talking to right. like a shell of a narcissist yeah. who is trying with everything in her being to win a situation and is like this is like a a messy mess Vanessa's like too toxic for tv and Uh, is too much of a
1: narcissist to be in the queer community but i have a feeling that vanessa is going to go on to do a lot of netflix reality shows i think you're going to see her on like too hot to handle i think you're going to see her on a lot of because she is such a easily hated person because that of she her, works
0: really well on tv she does
1: unfortunately i think you're gonna see her a lot more of her i
0: think that ray got caught in the crossfire of Ray's a, too sweet yeah,
1: yeah
0: of like and i think that lexi is holding ray way too accountable for being like in the scope of a narcissist
1: yeah but the problem is is that so many people told ray what was happening and ray was like let me go figure it out <laughs> for myself I
0: know. which i'm like
1: if people are like hey watch out for this person just fucking yeah. watch out
0: yeah you gotta run i'm like Ugh. worried about everyone on the show i think that like tiff and mildred mm-hmm. i'm like to hear that they've broken up 50 times a year
1: <laughs> here's my thing <laughs> nobody on this show should be together uh, yeah nobody right none of them are i think emo-
0: are we rooting for any couples absolutely no, not right no
1: i think i the only person i'm rooting for is mal and sam to get away from their partners 100 percent. i think that they all they need- might be a great couple possibly yeah they're both like more mature yeah. and like yeah i could see them being a see cute that couple yeah anything not,
0: else it's it's not good are we missing
1: of, any couples no none of these people are emotionally equipped to be in a marriage yeah at all run run for <laughs> the fucking hills run for the fucking hills the
0: only way this show ends well the host comes out
1: says i'm gay he
0: says i'm gay now yeah because of y'all because of mal the host <laughs> proposes to mal right mal says no yeah right reba mcintyre shows up says actually mal i'm gay and i am like just me yeah. right mal and reba mcintyre yeah fully fuck on camera on camera
1: yeah done C- title card saying like fiend fiend that's <laughs> yeah. it yeah Honestly, that's the only way this show gets better.
0: I think so because it's and it dramatic? Sam like opens her own like therapy clinic, becomes like the world's
1: best yeah therapist. I'm just like this was the sapphic nonsense we asked for. It was was it in a sense of yes, it was nonsense. It, it was, was t- sapphic nonsense. Mm.
0: When I s- I guess you have to be more specific when you ask the universe for a TV show, right? This was too much and yet not enough agreed this was too much trauma watching somebody screaming Mm -hmm. into the streets of san diego gas lamp
1: too much yeah and i'm also like i would like them to do it with people that are a little bit more sane uh, yeah and a little bit like actually the producers being like i could actually see these people getting married yeah or I even like
0: i think the stakes were too high for this show yeah, I because agree. like the only time i've seen it done right in a way where i was like the gods have heard me yeah. was are you the one queer queer one what was it love
1: come one come all yeah are you the one come one come all was that it was, was queer yeah. nonsense because the stakes weren't high. It's not marriage or nothing. Yeah. It's
0: like, are you the one for me? It's arbitrary. It's right. like a hookup house meets like yeah. drama, drama, sapphic, queer craziness that worked. This was like too much real couple trauma, I think. And I was
1: like, you're not meant to be in a relationship. None of them. None. It's hard
0: to not root for any couple. Exactly. So they missed the mark there. And with the host, however, all of this being said, I would like to say that I have, I have, fallen in love with and have uh, strongly fiercely protect every single person on this show okay I think that all of them are like definitely people that like can work through and become good people
1: I think they all need except for Vanessa sorry they all need therapy yes I think all of them and I think Netflix should provide yes because of the show truly because what they're dealing with now is that Millions of people are watching them in a very insane scenario losing their minds Mm -hmm. because if I was in this scenario and I know like during COVID specifically when you put me in like a high pressure situation, I crack. Yeah. And I would have cracked and I feel like they Netflix needs to provide therapy to all these people expenses paid everything yes because this is a it's it's, it's very too much. traumatic you have
0: opened up a lot of wounds here yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to work on you're it you're also
1: putting them in a scenario that is not normal in the least bit no of like you're gonna break up with your person that you've been with for three to five years date somebody for three weeks and then go back like this that's messy. insane it's messy you're like putting a, a knife in and twisting it yeah it's, it's bad crazy how many gloves would you give it
0: F- four
1: i'm gonna give it three and a half yeah I think they need better couples. If
0: there was a deeper understanding, or even if there were more poly people yeah. and like a host who was queer, yeah, you would have gotten a lot more out of me and to see, I want to, I need to see more in the
1: apartments. I, I agree. need less
0: dinners with parents yeah. and more
1: dates with each other. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think.
0: Yeah. Sound off in the comments, leave us a review. We need uh, five stars on Spotify And to leave a review about Mackenzie's, I don't know,
1: eyebrows? Eyebrows feels right. Yeah, let's go eyebrows today.
0: Yeah, let's go eyebrows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And
0: I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin. Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide dykes for life. Hey, two dykes.